0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror adjacent films that you can stream on the various internets, the system of tubes known as the internets. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is the crowbar that smashes kidnappers' faces, Mars.
1: Hello. Hello. (laughs) Uh, How are you? I am
0: tired. You are. Yeah. That is the theme of the world, I think. That That is the motto of. 2016 to 2022 (laughs) isn't that crazy how long we've been being like this is the worst year ever
1: (laughs) you know it's like the movie tropes where you're like oh what it can't get worse than this and like Mm -hmm. we gotta stop we gotta stop jinxing it
0: yeah the aliens that are controlling the simulation that we're in we're like okay, if the 2016 election did crush the human spirit, we'll give them a worldwide plague. Oh, still not destroyed? Here's World War III! Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, I mean, the level of creativity, though.
0: Yeah. You know? Although this does feel like they're kind of replaying some old hits a little bit. Like, today I was in, I went shopping, because I have a hat problem, which we were talking about before the show. And... It was like my childhood was back. There was two girls that were wearing belly chains and low-rise jeans with some shoes that looked like they had been purchased at Contempo Casuals, like silver metallic platforms. And then also, Russia's a problem again? (laughs) (laughs) What in the fucking rerun is happening right now? My brain can't handle it. I think we've officially hit reboot season. Yeah, you know? requel. It's a requel.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, what? Do next? not like...
0: Do not... Yeah. What other horrible thing happened from our youth that could come back? I mean, well, I mean World War 3 is a problem, but did I... Did I... I don't feel like I stressed enough that there well, were belly chains.
1: I mean... Belly least, chains. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hearing that all of that horrible 2000s fashion stuff is coming oh,
0: back. Oh, like we are i don't know uh a, a, an hour away from butterfly clips coming back i will oh. walk into the sea i will walk I yeah i will jeans on again i will leap i will leap up into the sky into the sun like, <laughs> 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 there can be no trace of you left if butterfly clips with those like sort of faux white girl cornrows yeah left. where you
1: just like did the twisty twist thing
0: yeah. Oh my, I mean, like, I'm not going to say that I'm not guilty of that. When I go to the pearly gates and I must confess my sins, it will be amongst them. <laughs> but seeing it return both horrifies me because it fills me with post-90s shame, but also makes me feel like I'm going to turn into a pile of dust and blow away. <laughs> so yeah. we reached the point where my childhood fashions are now throwbacks that people are returning to. Yeah. Cuz you know what's
1: what's next is it's like bon dutch trucker hats.
0: <gasps> yeah. You're so right. Right? Oh right. my god.
1: Or it, like that it's... whole phase where girls were wearing bandanas
0: as to- tank tops. Yes, like a blinged out bandana. Mhm. And the word bling. Yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like it's the appropriate adjective to use but also is very of a particular era (sighs) you're right no but i mean it it really did look like literally literally had been lifted from my childhood not like an homage but everything terrible that i thought was amazing in the 90s was on these two girls bodies
1: it is that is horrifying that is absolutely horrifying
0: and then there was like a goth girl in the next door who was adorable but she also was wearing fashions of the 90s, and she was about the same age. It was, yeah, I know that this is like an old lady conversation we're having right now, but I'm just in the midst of an existential crisis, and I need you to virtually hold me.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the last time when we were podcasting with the Here's Johnny guys, and I was telling mm-hmm. you about overhearing that girl in my office who'd never seen The Little Mermaid. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah
0: that's troubling it
1: was like yeah i've heard of ursula but i'm not really know i don't really know why she's like a witch or something right and i was like oh. and
0: i'm blowing away on the wind i feel like that michael jordan meme but like and i took that personally like that's how yeah. i feel right now <laughs> i'm taking that per- story very personally um <laughs> uh, this is why we drink okay this is why we drink <laughs> speaking of which what are you drinking tonight
1: Right now I have, so White Claw, I know Truly is usually my go-to, White Claw has come out with a new flavor pack that I'm a big fan of right now. I think I've told you about it, it's the one that has the blackberry.
0: Yes. And I
1: love the blackberry. Right now I have a strawberry, which is also super good. But recently, Mm. on a random trip to the corner store plaid pantry, I discovered agave wine.
2: Oh. Because, you know,
1: in Oregon you can't buy hard alcohol in grocery stores or corner stores you have to go to liquor stores oh so it's like oregon has come up with i don't know if you've seen these yet the fireball wine
2: no oh
1: my god i was in the grocery store and i was so fucking confused and i was just standing there what what am i looking at right now and yeah because it's in the the little bottles that looks like fireball because it's i mean it's by fireball makes it you know so it's like all the branding it looks exactly the same and then a little tiny print it says cinnamon flavored wine so it's not whiskey yeah I haven't tried it yet because you know I hate cinnamon but also I'm curious but also horrified at the same time but anyway I was at the corner store and this is Oregon's version of you can buy tequila drinks here kind of thing because it's margarita themed and flavored but it's agave wine and it goes straight to my noggin and I love it
0: so it's just fermented agave. So it's yeah. kind of tequila. I mean, that's like tequila, right? But I guess they did made it into wine?
1: Yeah, because it's got a lower alcohol content.
0: I mean, is that what they're calling wine? Because doesn't wine have to be made with grapes?
1: I don't know anymore. Nothing
0: about our world makes sense. And it tastes
1: like a margarita. It's got a little bit of a bite to it. Like It's got tequila in it, but it does not.
0: It also makes me goofy as hell yeah well it's a fortified wine so yeah yeah, that would do that (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm like feverishly googling over here because i'm like wait i don't wait huh what i don't understand apparently it's very popular in mexico and is growing in popularity in the united states according to wikipedia
1: well i'm a very big fan so if you all right come across it anywhere i suggest it
0: agave wine okay you have you i had my curiosity and now you have my interest I'm gonna have to try this agave and it tastes what does it taste like is it sweet
1: yeah well these ones were pretty sweet because they were margarita flavor there's a strawberry one a mango one that I haven't tried yet and a classic lime margarita flavor and they were pretty sweet they were actually better we poured one over ice and mm-hmm. so like a little bit diluted it was better because
0: it's yeah because I don't this the sweet is not my my lane
1: yeah it tasted like
0: a margarita Okay, now we're getting closer to my life. <laughs> At least I think so. Although I don't know. I the last time I had a margarita, I'm trying to remember the last time I had a margarita. I cannot. It's been that long. <laughs> yeah, I think there's two digits in the number of years since I've had a margarita. <laughs> I need to have a margarita. Although I wonder if like the sugar would be like instant middle aged lady hangover. It might. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for those hot tips for those people who can have sugary drinks. I feel (laughs) feel
1: like uh, new trends with Mars. Agave wine, check it out. I
0: mean, you are the person who has their finger on the pulse of what's like hot and happening in the adult beverage world. And for me, anyway. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, cool. So, all right, I have a little bit of a warm up question for you. Okay. We're going to be reviewing a film called Alone, which is the film that made me even more paranoid on the road than I already was, which uh, was already really fucking paranoid. But yeah. So, yay? Question mark. (laughs) Okay. So, we'll get into this movie and our opinions on it. But I I think what is inarguable is that it does a good job of, of capitalizing on a particular kind of fear that women have because of our life experiences. It's Mm -hmm. rooted in something that feels incredibly familiar to me. And so I was wondering from you, is there a situation or a scenario in your just sort of lived experiences as a woman that you feel like horror movies have not quite mined yet and that you would be like, Whoa, if you saw it on screen, like I understand that. Ooh, that's a good question. It's a tough one. I know. But that's what Ariel's editing for, because it sounds like you had it one right, right at the tip of your tongue, when she's done. Well, with I'm it.
1: trying to think of one that's like that doesn't show up in movies that often, right? Um, I mean, they're they all center around getting abducted, basically, <laughs> because you know that that's my ultimate fear is getting abducted.
0: So, like, mm-hmm. I thought this movie might resonate for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the
1: number one thing I think about all the time is I'm like, Am I is today the day? Am I gonna get kidnapped
2: today? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think And I mean I don't know I don't know how much of this has ever actually made it into a show edit, but I often talk about some of the weirdos I work with and who have never actually been an actual threat, but it's just things that I'm like, you don't see that this is a red flag. I had a coworker once who secretly took a picture of me and pretended to be texting. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's a very specific angle of the phone that people text at, and it is not 100% perpendicular to the tabletop. You know what I mean? Right. So he was like, oh, I'm just answering a text, and it was completely straight up and down facing me. And I was like, I know what's happening, right? What are you doing? That's super creepy. And he was the same one who I shared a cubicle wall with, and every time I was going to get a cough drop out of my bag, he'd stand up and be like, hey, what you looking for?
0: and i'm like uh i hate that when someone's just so tuned in to everything you're doing that you like yeah. feel self-conscious
1: yeah or like Ooh. i would you know i stopped eating at my cubo in my cubicle for a while because every time i did he'd be like what you got there baby carrots and i'm like Ugh. ultimately this person turned out to be just the worst. very socially bad you know he's actually a very nice person but so
0: this is not the person with the new haircut Oh, no, that person. Okay, I'm blending some people, I think.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. They're all kind of... There's several red flag <laughs> people <laughs> in my office.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is another person in my uh, office who recently got a haircut that is... He got a fasci, Yep. And he's very into
0: Vikings. <gasps> Those are... Red flags number one through ten.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially since he likes to say things like, I'm a Viking heritage and my Viking blood and I like mead. And I'm
0: like, <sighs> I hate him already.
1: <laughs> Which is also the person who would pick up on the things that I brought for lunch and then would bring those same things and try to give them to me.
0: Do you know that all this time I thought these were t- the same person. This is two people. Oh, yeah.
1: This is two separate people.
0: Oh, Mars. Yeah. I thought it was one jabroni, but they're multiplying or metastasizing. Choose your own adjective. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those things. your own verb.
2: <laughs> I, think, I
1: think I like sent this to you in the Discord chat where I was like, God, I feel like every day I get one more reason why I
0: shouldn't be here. Yeah, no kidding. That's super creepy. But you know what? One thing I know I can count on is that your company's HR will really take care of that if there's a problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually
1: brought it up, too, because I was like, someone should just let him know. That the vibe he's giving is not uh, did inclusive. You?
0: Yeah. Oh shit. Does any did you think anybody said anything to him? I don't know yet. It's super oh. creepy. But
1: I did bring it up and I was like, so here's my points, one, two, and three. And uh just wanted to see if someone could talk to him and just let him know that that's the uh that's the image he's portraying right now. Yeah, and it's not like, positive.
0: Big Proud Boy energy. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. All 'cause
1: right, I'm I'm like trying to function off the benefit of the doubt of he just doesn't know, yeah, you know
0: I mean that's better for your own mental
1: health, yeah. But I'd also, like I was telling you, like, I'd also like to know for
0: sure. You know, But I mean, one of the things I think this movie also does a good job illustrating is trust your instincts. There is a survival part of your brain that is fighting with our social conditioning to be polite and give people the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes you just need to listen to that voice telling you like danger, danger, danger. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I've started quickly exiting rooms, you know, because I'm like, I just don't feel I'll just be somewhere else. That's cool. I'll pick up my stuff off the printer later.
0: Right. (laughs) ugh, What a creep. Okay, well, hopefully this does not turn into a horror movie for you. (laughs) But I do think you're right that that has potential to be a really good horror film. It could be a really good also like kind of like a socially conscious kind of horror film, especially if you got into the transformation that he's undergoing. Yeah, you could go some places with that, you know? Oh, yeah, just the
1: horror of watching someone like, oh, this is just someone that I deal with every day and watching the slow transformation of like uh the
0: radicalization and what that means for you as someone who's caught his eye yeah yeah that's interesting that's actually really interesting yeah if i were smarter i'd write it myself (laughs) (laughs) i mean
1: fuck i could you could just take all the stories i've sent you and it becomes i mean
0: you're a writer maybe you should write it Hmm. you know i'm just saying I'm just saying, you put together a treatment and see if it turns into something. That is interesting. It is interesting. I just watched <laughs> I just watched this movie last night called Master that is incredible. It's like partly taken from the director's own experience of going to an elite sort of Ivy League school and being really uncomfortable in some ways there. And mm. yeah, yeah. It's really really good. Highly recommend. But I think you could totally write something like that. You know what I mean? I think you should. If you I mean, i like got it. all the material already. You've got the material. You've got the talent. Put those two things together. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. Before anybody steal your ideas, let's, let's move on. So, okay. Before we get into this movie, though, please let our listeners know in case they're new around these parts what our spoiler policy is, Mars. So
1: we are about to spoil the whole thing. And so if you haven't seen it yet, and if you are one of those people like myself who does not like to be spoiled, I try to go in as cold as possible to everything because I think it's more fun that way. Yes. Then tap out now. Go watch the movie. And then come back and listen to us talk
0: about it because we about to spoil the whole thing. And this one has some twists and some turns.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm always a little biased because I, regardless of whether or not there's major twists or anything, I always kind
0: of enjoy something more when I'm cold going mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm.
2: But mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I mean, I think it'd be worth it. Yeah. Go to Hulu. So on there, check it out. First of all, the reason I picked this movie, because this was a me pick, is I was totally caught off guard when I first saw this movie. I didn't really have any expectations going in. It's like a little independent film that had like a tiny bit of buzz but i i didn't really know if it was going to be any good it came out at the same time as there was a rash of these films of these sort of basically two-hander films of women being hunted by someone and trying to survive and in my opinion this one is the best of that bunch and nobody talks about it i never hear anybody talk about this movie and i personally just kind of wanted you to see it so i could talk about it with someone hey, so you know what <laughs> there have been worse reasons we picked movies right
1: <laughs> yeah, like uh, what was it? Rim, of the world. Rim of the
0: world. Like, world yeah. I just
1: need you to watch this because I think I had a fever dream,
0: and I need someone <laughs> to confirm reality. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, that's kind of with this. I just wanted to, you know, because it caught it caught me off guard. I was like, I want to see what somebody else thinks about this movie because I think there's some interesting things in it. Okay. So, a little bit of background for this. So, this was directed by a gentleman named John Hyams, who actually started his career not as a filmmaker, but in fine art. He's very fancy. Oh. Yes. He graduated from Syracuse University School of Visual and Performing Arts and got a bunch of awards for his painting and his sculpture. So, that was kind of the track he was going on. And then he, like, even sold some art in Los Angeles and New York before kind of catching the filmmaker bug. And so... Flash forward several years, is he's probably best well-known for directing some of the Universal Soldier sequels, which is a what? very different vibe than this. I don't know what that is. Universal, those are those movies with Dolph Lundgren and, um, oh. oh, God, what's his name? The Muscles from Brussels. Uh, John Jean, claude Van Damme. John claude oh. Van Damme. They're soldiers who die or something and they get turned into cyborgs. And there's a good cyborg and a bad cyborg. They're like oh, they... okay. Yeah, they're like action sci-fi movies from the 80s, you know, kind of in the vein of a RoboCop and or Terminator, but not quite that level. Okay. (laughs) Okay, got it. Okay. So anyways, he's probably best known for doing some of those sequels, but he also has done a handful of horror TV series like Black Summer, Z Nation. He did some of the sort of CW vampire things like the originals. And next up, he's directing another film starring Mark Munchaka, who is the sort of, you know, antagonist in this film and he was also in No One Gets Out oh, Alive. Oh, No One yeah. Gets Out Alive. Yes. Uh called Sick that is sort of a horror thriller and then the other thing I saw on his IMDb that he's doing next cuz I think that's done filming but next up he is directing the remake of Maniac Cop which I I don't know, I'm kind of interested in to see what he would do with that particular IP. I've Has never even
1: any... Yeah, I've never even heard of it.
0: Oh, it's kind of like a schlocky 80s it sounds like it (laughs) about a cop who's killing people and there's a little more to it than that I'll just say that (laughs) because it's kind of a it's kind of a twist so I don't want to spoil it for you in case we end up covering it at some point so yeah I couldn't really find that much about the production of this movie but I did read this really great quote from him from an interview for the Daily Dead and it's a little bit long but I don't know I think it's really interesting so bear with me all right So, he was asked kind of about the timeliness of this movie, because this movie actually came out in 2020, but he said he completed it in 2017. However, it's one of those things where it's unfortunately timeless. He also said essentially that, you know, it was 2017, so shit was already starting to get really bad, and he has a wife and daughter that he loves, and so... It was bumming them out to see the direction that culture is heading for women. Ah, yes. Yeah. All right. So he said, I very much wanted to make a movie with a woman at the center of it, a woman protagonist, a woman hero. I've been doing these very male stories. And ultimately, I think those stories were about misguided aggression. That's where I always ended up with those movies. I always thought that they were indictments of violence, even though they were in the genres that were celebrating it. And to take a female perspective in this, I was getting tired of making stories about men beating each other up. I wanted to look a little deeper into this hostility that exists in the souls of a lot of men and how they reckon with it. And how do we deal with it? What is the price of it? So, yes, of course, it's a movie that people should enjoy as a thriller and it's a ride. But I think there's something at the core of it that's about men and women sharing this world together that I thought was something that I wanted to explore.
1: That's interesting.
0: Right? I thought it was yeah. a great quote. The whole interview is actually fantastic. I would definitely – people like this movie. They're curious about it. They're curious about John Himes. I would definitely go to Daily Dead and check out this interview with them because he says a lot of really interesting things, but particularly around the way that he sort of approached this and gender politics and, you know, kind of where yeah. he stands on all of those things. Maybe you go like, oh, okay, you know, that's that's a, an added bonus to a movie that I already think is really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for background, except for, like I said, it's currently available on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, go put it in your eyeballs. Don't spoil it for yourself or do whatever you want to do. You're a grown up. You make your own decisions. I support you. Have your own agency. But I wouldn't spoil it for myself. Same. <laughs> all right. Let's get into this. Mars, tell me about this movie. All right. So Alone opens
1: with Jessica, who is our protagonist, and she's packing what I didn't even know existed as a towable U-Haul trailer. Kind of awesome. Yeah, I had no idea that existed, but she's packing a towable U-Haul trailer and has to abandon some of her things, mm-hmm. which the ficus tree made me sad.
0: Yeah. I was that... like, you can get another couch for that poor ficus tree. R.I.P. Ficus. Somebody's going to come snatch that ficus, right? Oh, yeah. That thing lasted on the sidewalk five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, Did you, by any chance, recognize any of the area or did it look at least, I don't even know exactly what it was shot, but I know it's supposed to be Pacific Northwest, so...
1: Yeah, well, here's what's funny, is that just last weekend, the Lava and I were helping my mom move. So my cousin's truck has been parked at my house for like a year, and we were moving it out to my aunt and uncle's in St. Helens. And so on the way back, we decided to take the St. John's Bridge, or not the St. Yeah, the St. John's Bridge. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's the bridge that shows up in a lot of movies. Because it's just it's a cinematic, yeah, 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 yeah. And so it ends up in a lot of movies. And I was saying that, and then it ended up in this opening sequence of this movie. Yeah. And he saw it, and he was like,
0: he saw it, and went, "Oh, hey!" I was like, see? <laughs> so that's kind of it's not. I don't know. That's so dorky, but I always love it when I see things in films where I'm like, "Hey, I've been there. I know that place." Yeah. <laughs> Although it's always usually some giant kaiju destroying the Golden Gate Bridge. But still, I can still say, I've seen that. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it showed the
1: section of the road where we turned onto the bridge itself. and it Oh, was like, really? Yeah. And I was like, see? <laughs> like
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: So yes, there were some things that were definitely Oregon. I don't know if all of it was Oregon. Um, there is a scene where she pumps her own gas, which is okay. But the bridge, at least in the very beginning, was it was kind of a funny coincidence that just a week prior it'd been like it shows up in a lot of movies, and then there it
0: was. There it was. That's it awesome. Was.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Jessica packs this U-Haul trailer, and then she heads out on her trip. And then we get the first chapter title of the
0: road. Yeah.
1: Jessica's driving. And she's up behind a black SUV and attempts to pass him, which was so nerve-wracking because she's towing a trailer and she's trying to pass someone in the oncoming lane, which I know is technically a legal move. But I was like, just calm down. I don't know. It was one of those moves where I was like, too risky, too risky. So I'm already tense because I'm also like, I'm not the best passenger. I'll admit. I'm not the (laughs) best. Best passenger in cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I am one of not either. <laughs> I'm one of those people who very quietly and trying to be unnoticed taps the Im- the invisible brake. You know, where I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So watching this made me very nervous and uh, definitely made me sweat a little bit. But she's trying to pass this black SUV who won't let her pass. Black SUV speeds up, won't let her back into the lane. There's an oncoming semi. It's a very, like, last minute she gets into... Back into the lane, just barely makes it black s u v is very upset about the whole situation and is honking his horn, flashing his headlights, and passes her, and then goes on his way, and she is left driving and nervous and again, I'm kind of like this could have been avoided, right. and actually, really, if you think about it, yeah, had she just had a little bit of patience and a little bit more uh i don't know. Sense awareness. Mm -hmm. This whole movie wouldn't have happened.
0: Yep. (laughs) I mean, not to blame her, but it's just one of those things where you're just, what makes it scary is there is this moment that is largely innocuous, but then creates this series of events that are so harrowing.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things. I mean, there are a lot of things in this movie that I'm like, well, that's a real world fear of mine. But one of them is any little thing could be the catalyst for horrible horrible events you know it's one of those things where I'm like I don't, I don't know. I know I'm a super paranoid person and I constantly think I'm going to get kidnapped or murdered. But it's one of those <laughs> things where I'm like, what if I get mugged? And then the next day I'm just sitting around thinking, if I had just waited five more minutes before
0: going out to my car, I would not have run into a mugger.
1: You know, that's never happened to me, but I have yeah. those thoughts. Of
0: course. Of course. Like, is this, is this the thing? Is, is this, this the th- small decision that I'm going to make that leads to the series of events that causes some horrible event? Yeah. I have right? that anxiety as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> paranoia it's a hell of a drug ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so jess stops for gas and pumps it herself like i was saying and she calls her dad's cell phone and they have a conversation where he you know we find out that she wasn't supposed to she wasn't planning on leaving yet her parents were gonna come help her move but she left early and she didn't want to talk to her mom because of drama and things but while she's on the phone sorry chess ghost. oh they come in too <laughs> it is known uh, it is known. <laughs> um, <laughs> while she's on the phone, a black SUV like, like, kind of like drives by. And she definitely, I mean, she notices it. And it was one of those things that I also relate to of being like, is that the same
0: SUV? Is that the same car? And uh, then when he like speeds up, yeah, peels out, you're like, oh, yeah. I could feel for the character that pit of your stomach feeling of like, that's him. And he just saw me see him. Yeah. And he did it on purpose to her. Already sort of the terrorizing has begun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's already, again, one of those things where it's like, you kind of start to question, am I being too paranoid? Because, you know, after this, she stays in the hotel and she's, you know, we get a little bit of backstory. She looks up pictures of herself and her husband and she is very Mm -hmm. sad. But then that scene where she's lying in bed and she hears the, a truck engine and she is watching for it. And it turns out to be a totally different car. And then she's relieved. But the fact that she had, that reaction of oh my god Mm -hmm. is it you know and I relate to that because I'm a paranoid person who constantly thinks I'm gonna get murdered and or kidnapped or
0: both (laughs) I mean probably not in that order really but you know I mean I guess if you had to pick an order
2: (laughs) I guess so
1: I mean I guess at that point it just becomes murder and then tampering with evidence but (laughs) that
0: is a euphemism
1: (laughs) Ah, So the next morning, Jess is preparing to leave and a man knocks on her car window, which is also a giant fear Uh, that I have that this is going to happen someday and that I'm going to be like, well, we're just going to have to yell through the glass because I don't think I would roll down my window. But a a man knocks on her window and asks her if she recognizes him. And I actually, the first time I watched this said out loud, always say yes. (laughs) Well, I read something somewhere that was like tips for, you know. Things that women can do to keep themselves safe. And one of them is to always say that you recognize the person. Because really? That, yeah. Because if the person's like, well, she can't describe, you know, nobody's seen me with her. Nobody, you know, whatever. But if you're like, oh, yeah, I remember you. It is kind of a mental jarring thing
2: oh. to whoever might kidnap
1: you. Because then they're like, she's noticed me. It, it was just one of the... It's That's not gonna, really interesting. It's not going to keep you from getting
0: kidnapped, you know, but it is one of the things... It also that you can disarms kinda, them yeah. having... Uh, reason to be angry with you because they feel like that entitlement feeling that you're you're not you're not rejecting which doesn't give them that kind of I don't know that's interesting and
1: it also kind of takes away up for at least a little bit the upper hand feeling Mm -hmm. of I've been stalking this woman and she has no idea Mm -hmm. so if you just fake it and you're like yeah I remember you I saw you earlier kind of thing I don't know I read it somewhere in some article I don't know how valid it is but always say yes
0: always say yes See, people come here for the jokes, the recaps, the, you know, hot tips about agave wine, but they're also getting some life tips here. (laughs) This is good stuff. This is good stuff. This comes from a place of paranoia. (laughs) Right? Survival tips. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this movie did nothing to help your paranoia. Sorry about that.
1: Oh, yeah. Also,
0: there's a foot thing that I completely forgot about, and I was like, oh, no. (sighs) Oh, Rachel. Oh, no. As soon as it happened, I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there.
1: But uh, this man asks her if she recognizes him. And then he tells her that he was the person in the black SUV. And he comes up with some bullshit story about how he was texting and didn't realize she was trying to pass and all this. Which is clearly a lie because he sped up to keep her from being able to get back into the lane and everything. And then he asks him, you know, just weirdly probing questions of like oh are you from around here where are you headed oh I'm yeah around here a lot what's your name you know Mm -hmm. things like that which she all she answers all these things you know honestly which was also like lie (laughs) Yeah. in the moment I probably wouldn't have lied because I would have been like there's a weirdo outside of my car and the first thoughts in my head would have been the truth you know Mm -hmm. but being able to watch it I'm just like, lie, lady. Just keep lying.
0: I just think that this scene I relate to so hard. That moment where you see her trying to, you can see she's frightened. He's pushing those boundaries. He's not, you know what I mean? He's really kind of pushing her beyond her comfort zone. But she's still placating and trying to play that protection game of not being super rude. Keeping the social contract. But it is a survival technique. I was just like, yep. Yep correct i know this i know this conversation maybe not the exact content of this conversation but the spirit of this conversation is incredibly familiar to me
1: yeah and it's so easy watching it to be like well this is what she should have done but Mm -hmm. in the moment it's like yeah you know
0: yep if those Just, things like, don't occur to you. It's happened at a bus stop, in a parking lot, in your office. Like yeah. this, is, <laughs> this is this is a conversation that we've had in some form. Pretty much every woman's had this conversation. Hopefully not with a serial killer, but you know.
1: Well of what's that statistic where they say whatever one in however many people or have secretly murdered someone. So when you're in a grocery store, there's at least one murderer in there with you, kind of thing. <laughs> it's like a worse version of the spider statistic, where they're like, "There's so many spiders that at any moment in time, you are within, you know,
0: yeah. ten feet of a
1: spider or something." I'm like,
0: "Which one is worse?" Yeah, I, I know design? I said that. And then I was like, like just probably struggling with worse Spider-er. or the same. I'm glad I have headphones covering my ears right now. <laughs> Although the oh my god the other day, I was brushing my hair, taking out a wet set, doing a brush out, and I brushed it all out. And I turned and I looked one way, and I was brushing a little bit more. And I turned and looked back the other way, and there was a spider in my hair. It in was, your I, hair. I think it had slowly dropped down from the ceiling. Oh my god. Yeah. I
1: have that fear because there's one spot in my bathroom where periodically it doesn't happen that often, but a spider will drop down from the ceiling. In the well, there's a spot. vent.
0: There's a vent. Oh, see,
1: mine's not under a vent.
0: Oh.
1: It's just, I don't know, a spider takes up residence in the ceiling. It's always right over where I stand in front of the mirror.
0: Coincidence? I think not. No.
1: Plotting.
0: Plotting. So. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't fortunately like a big thick one. It was like a daddy long legsy kind of style. Oh, but still. And it was my whole body just normally I you would think I'd be like, ah! But I like shut down. I was just like <laughs> grabbed my hair and slowly like went, <gasps> Into the sink. <laughs> but it was the nightmare scenario where there was a spider in my hair. And my hair was curly and fluffy and big and easy to get lost in. Oh, it my was, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I haven't even talked about it till now because I've been just quietly dealing with my trauma. Oh. <laughs> but my point is, serial killer in the grocery store or spider? <laughs> I mean, it might be one of those, like, same, same, but different things, <laughs> yeah, you know? It was like... I don't know, a quarter of an inch away from my ear? Oh. How thick could my hair be? I think it was probably about a quarter inch away from the old canal. And that is your actual, like, specific fear. As we're talking about this, I'm getting itchy ear ear holes. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, let's move forward. Yeah.
1: Uh, Because what happens next really kind of just. Jumps us into the rest of the movie where Jess is driving and she comes across the man in the black SUV and the SUV is broken down in the middle of the road and he's got an arm sling and we all know where yep. this is going.
0: We've all seen Silence of the Lambs. Yep. He's gonna make her put the couch in the back and he's gonna hit her with the cast
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then he's gonna try to wear her clothes and he's yep. gonna lotion on the basket.
1: <laughs> so he tells her that his his. Car broke down because it's a piece of shit, and he asks her for a ride to the next gas station, which she's kind of like, "Oh, I'll just call you a tow truck," and he's, he's like, just "That's like, fine." Push, but push, push,
0: push, push, yeah, push, push.
1: But he wants help moving the tr- you know moving the car out of the road, and then she's like, "I'll just go ahead and tell them to come back for you," and he's very much trying to get a ride or come with her, or get her out of the car, you know, but she. You know, in a good move, just goes around and
0: keeps going. Which I was very proud of her in this moment. You know what I mean? And I think one of the things I like about Jessica so much is even though she obviously she should have lied or whatever. For the most part, she makes smart decisions. Yeah. She gets screwed because he won't leave her alone. Not because she's falling for his tricks or getting in his car or letting him in her car or letting him push her around. It takes force to finally get her and it's because he won't stop as opposed to her just stepping into his trap
1: yeah yeah so she goes around him and then she doesn't i mean presumably doesn't stop at the gas station we don't see her do that but she does stop at a truck stop to smoke and call her mom Uh and i kind of i liked this shot where she's sitting there on the phone and she's kind of looking around, but the focus was on all the other people at Uh the truck stop uh because that is one of those things that also I do when I've had to stop at truck stops at night or rest stops at night where it's a constant survey of who's Mm -hmm. around and what are they doing? Head on a swivel. Head on a swivel. Absolutely. Looking for danger. And I think that the way that was shot how the focus was primarily on the other people in the background and it only periodically shifted back to Jess. The feeling was it was when she assessed that that person's not going to try to come up to her, it went back to her, but then she would see someone else. And then the focus would go to that person while she's on the phone with her mom. I liked that, mm-hmm. that shot a lot,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but while she's on the phone with her mom, fucking black SUV man shows up again. Jesus. So, so she hangs up. And tries to get back into her car, and he's running up to her car and calling out to her, which
0: is so fucking scary. So fucking scary. So there's she almost gets out of the parking lot, and somebody blocks her, and he makes it to her window. That totally has happened to me. Are you serious? Yeah. Some guy on a bike that I was trying to get away from, I got stopped, and he came up and started banging on my window.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Yep. I hated, I hated commuting into the city. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was so traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. So when that was happening, I was like, well, ripped from the pages of my biography.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so real.
0: It's so Uh, real.
1: So yeah, so he makes it up to her window and he's pounding on the window about how he was just trying to use the bathroom and she almost hit him. And I made this note a couple of times where this one, he gets up to her window and he's you know angry and yelling but in the shot where it shows him running up to her he's doing that whistle that nonchalant oh, just kind of like do 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 whistle you know and he does it throughout the movie mm-hmm. and it kind of i mean i didn't notice it the first time really i noticed it the second time when i was this is why i've been watching them twice because the first time just to watch it and the second time so I can take notes and, like, really pay yeah. attention to things I didn't catch the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I heard it later when she's trapped in his basement and he's whistling around the house and stuff. But this one, for some reason, was even creepier because he's right. got this nonchalance to him until he makes it to the car. And then all of a sudden he's violent. Right. and Then, so you... the,
2: per-
0: then the act comes up. Yeah. where he's outraged. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a, also kind of a sense of disarming, right? Yeah. I think he's trying to get her to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you know what I mean? That is that is another way to kind of crack somebody's vulnerability. But Jessica is not fucking having it because you're a creep.
1: It is second White Claw time.
0: Yeah.
1: This one is pineapple.
0: <laughs> you just have quite the fruit salad tonight. That counts, I want- right? That counts as part of your fruits and veggies. And I
1: can't eat real pineapple, so this is Aww, the closest I can come. Oh, amazing. I want one. That sounds great. Oh, it's good. If you see this White Claw flavor pack, I suggest it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jessica gets out of the truck stop, and she sees headlights behind her, so she calls 911, and she's trying to give the dispatcher... I mean, she's on, like, a wooded road, right? She's just kind of on a highway going through the woods and the mountains and she doesn't know exactly where she is but she's trying to tell them that this person's been following her and everything but then the car passes and it's not the black suv so she hangs up the call and then gets a flat on her on her trailer Mm. and ends up on the side of the road and she gets out inspects the the flat tire and there's a slash in it which is fun and then she sees headlights coming towards her. So in a panic, she's trying to unhitch the trailer so she can get away, but she doesn't make it in time. And the black SUV shows up because why not? And uh, she's trying to get into her car. The man smashes her window with a tire iron, gets in after her, just punches her straight in the face. It's rough, dude. And it's then rough. drugs her. And that is chapter <sighs> one, The Road. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that scene is terrifying yeah that was terrifying to see the facade is down and he gets so violent with her but i what i do love is this is our their first time they really face off and she fights back so hard yeah she doesn't make it easy for him yeah and i respect that get him Mm -hmm. jessica yeah also mark benjaka is terrifying in this
1: yeah and i i feel like now that you said it you did mention that when we did uh, I No think One Gets Out Alive.
0: I think that's how we ended up here. Because I was like, oh, you need to see the thing I first saw him
1: in. Yeah, but the whole time I was watching Alone and I was like, God, that guy looks familiar. And then at some point I was like, oh, he kind of looks like the guy from No One Gets Out Alive. And now I feel dumb because we literally talked about it.
0: <laughs> like, Yeah.
1: That is literally the reason why we watched this movie. And I, I hear him like, oh, he looks exactly like that guy from...
0: Yeah, he's that perfect sort of everyman, you know what I mean? So that when mm-hmm. he gets scary, it it just, for me, it it's if he just looked scary, that would be one thing. But he looks like a dude that you, you know, buy your tires from or know from church. He looks like a regular guy. And so when he turns mean and cruel, he's disarming in a way that when it happens, you're like, oh, that's fucking
1: terrifying. Well, and it gives the Dahmer fear of... Mm. And this person looks completely average and secretly is a psychopath. Yeah. You know, like, and I mm-hmm. think that a lot about people. Where I'm like, yeah, you might look normal, but uh who knows?
0: Definitely have a murder basement. Yeah, and I guess this guy does
1: have an actual murder basement. Now that we're talking about it, I've lived with <laughs> Craigslist roommates. I have this very, but it was out of desperation. Mm. Where I'm like, well, <laughs> we're gonna roll the dice on this one, hoping not get murdered. Thoughts and feelings about that yeah because that one worked out so well for me last Mm-mm. time that's also a horror movie yes. <laughs> I
0: think I honestly <laughs> yes <laughs> Especially like, since, after you sell that first one and they're like oh are you going to have a software slump Mm-mm. you got the, the Craigslist roommate movie right after that and because it, it's kind of the same I did watch the
1: devolution of a, of a human go from I have a job and I shower to I only yeah. wear basketball shorts <laughs>
0: and, and I'm a total fucking creep yep 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 mm. yeah so chapter two the river yeah sorry this is bringing up some stuff tonight isn't it uh, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i had a lot of real world feelings about this movie. yeah
0: yeah this is extra find yourself Friday. <laughs> yep
1: <laughs> yep
0: uh-huh it's
1: not even like, find yourself
0: Friday. It's like, this has always been there. Let's talk yeah. about
1: it. Friday. Hey, it's, it's Hey, it's me Friday.
0: <laughs> hey, it's me Friday.
1: <laughs> hey, it's me. you fear.
0: Yeah. I'm in this picture and I hate it Friday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Jess wakes up locked in a daylight basement, barefoot and woozy. And I only bring that up because the minute I saw barefoot, I was like, well, yeah, take away your shoes. Makes it hard to run away.
2: <laughs> and the lover was
1: like, he just slowly looked over at me and he was like you think about that stuff and was like yeah well i maybe i watched too many horror movies but,
2: <laughs> but that's what you do right? <laughs> you don't want I someone mean, to run away through the woods you take away their shoes
1: for and reasons it, we'll learn yeah and then i didn't know how much that was gonna end Ooh. up being true Ooh. but it ends up being real real true so later that night the man enters the basement and jess is crouched and upset in the corner obviously and she's bargaining And I, I don't know. I don't know why we're still writing bargaining scenes into movies where a captured person is trying to do the like, I won't tell anyone, I'll give you money, just let me go, you know, only because it happens in every movie and it never works. I don't know why. I don't know why if, if, if they say that the reason why people never say goodbye when they hang up the phone in a movie is because it's wasted dialogue. Then why we're still doing bargaining <laughs>
0: scenes. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: like, throwing a buy, that's not wasted to me. That's how people end phone calls. Right. But why are we still having abducted people bargaining? Like, we're ever going to have a movie where the abductor is like, oh, well, since you put it that way.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess just desperation. I mean, what would you do if you were in that situation?
1: I don't know. I mean, I know it's nitpicky, but it bugs me. Okay. That's it <laughs> like, That's fair. You know, fair. <laughs> I'm just like, why
0: are we still doing this? Come on. <laughs> oh i mean i think maybe so we can have his line of dialogue basically like you think you're the first person that's ever said that to me so we know this ain't his first rodeo (laughs) i mean i guess so i I mean that that response the her bargaining is lame but the response is effectively chilling
1: true and I guess it does give him the opportunity
0: to to deliver that line.
1: I just feel like it's one. It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, he feels just... about
0: the bargaining scene the way that you do. The way he's looking at her, like you fucking dummy. I'm
1: like really? Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so like, you are oh.
0: you are in concurrence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like oh well, since he asked, you yeah. Know? And then things get real real creepy.
2: Yeah.
1: In that he tells her to take her clothes off, and she says she has to go use the bathroom first, and he plays her by being like yeah go for it but then once she makes it pass, him he shoves her into the wall yeah. and then just drags her into the center of the room and creepy spoons her yeah
0: he big spoons her in a way that kind of ruins that cuddle position forever
1: yeah it wasn't easy to watch it yeah. wasn't my favorite
0: yeah that being said i do appreciate this movie never fully goes there yeah i mean the threat is too. there and the fear is there and that's tough to watch but it never goes to an exploitative place i don't think.
1: Yeah, which i liked cuz mm-hmm. i don't i don't i don't i didn't need that in no, the moment, you know.
0: No. No, yeah. i didn't need it. We got it. We got it. This is where right. it's
1: heading. Right. So while creepy spooning her, he admits to slashing her tires, though he didn't make it all the way through. And then he pulls out her iPad, which he's presumably pulled out of her car and starts playing video a video of of Jessica and her husband. Yeah. And then we get the whole just such a psychologically uncomfortable scene right where she's talking about how he killed himself and then you know the the man is trying to like coddle her but in not a comforting way because obviously he's a threat whatever but he's trying to do that oh it's okay and that makes it so much creepier yeah i mean it's so much creepier. he's
0: a sadist what he's getting off on is the psychological torture before he gets into the real torture (sighs) yeah it's
1: yeah, And then he leaves her in the basement. So the next day, Jessica is looking through the keyhole, which previously, the day before, when she looked through the keyhole, she could see all the way through. And this time she sees something, and it's mm-hmm. the key.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: she, I'm not even sure that I would have come up with this plan, but she puts her hoodie underneath the door and then forces a nail out of a beam in order to push the key mm-hmm. onto her hoodie. A few of these things I have questions about, but I'm willing to overlook it. Such as, why was Nail poking wrong way out of beam, and how did you get it out? But anyway, whatever, I'll look past it. She knocks the key out of the keyhole and onto her hoodie, and then is able to get herself out of the room. But just as she gets upstairs, the man comes home from his grocery store trip. Yeah. Oh, also, I made a weird note. I think at this point, I maybe had had a bourbon. Because I wrote... (laughs) (laughs) Because I wrote, door that locks on both sides, (laughs) question mark?
0: I mean, I think it's like an old time door. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I mean, but also, I like, yeah. I mean, I have a door, that, or I guess we've changed the lock. But our key, our keyhole used to have a lock on either side, so really? we'd have to keep a key in it to unlock it. Whoa! Yeah, the reason is that we have a we had a window that was near the 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 lock, so somebody could break the window and reach in and, and unlock a door, so you, you could take the key out. But we always locked the key. Oh. Yeah. But I if you look at old timey doors that have the kind of key that she was using, there's there's often locks on either side.
1: Strange. Yeah. It just I wonder about the function
0: anyway. Sorry, I, I
1: had thoughts, but I mean,
0: you've seen keyholes, lots of keyholes, right? Yeah. I mean there the key can go on either side of a keyhole if you can see through it.
1: Yeah. I just didn't understand why you would need a door that you could lock on either side. It I don't seems know. creepy.
0: Seems creepy. Yeah. But
1: I, yeah, it was.
0: You just really never bad. really thought about how key, the keyhole, yeah. the fact that the keyhole, never... a see-through keyhole means you can use either side? Yeah, I just never really thought about it before. <laughs> yeah, I guess. it I mean, honestly, I'm so used to seeing it that when it did that, I didn't think about it. But as you're saying that, I guess that is kind of weird. Maybe they just manufactured them so that they could be on any door. It's a universal oh, thing. And yeah. so you can put it on any any either side you want to lock it from. You can
1: yeah, it just seems like a creepy old thing,
0: it is, you know? yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah,
1: yeah. So Jessica makes it upstairs. The man comes back, and so she hides in a closet and overhears, well, Okay, so also I have to mention that at this point when he was cutting up the cheese, both the love and I were like, "Oh, cheese!" I know. He oh,
2: paused me me it. Too, went downstairs and got me cheese. Me no, too. really. I
1: was like, "Cheese, <laughs> mm,
0: cheese!" So we actually took a, a brief cheese break. At this oh, I point. mean, good for you. <laughs> like self care is number one. right? It just it- looks so good. <laughs> it did look so good, and then like a cheddar with a slight slice of apple is amazing. Oh,
1: so- yeah. So we did take a cheese break here. But so the man is eating cheese. Jess is in the closet and he gets a call from his wife. And this is where we learn that he's got a wife and a daughter and he's lying about being on a business trip. You know, he's like, oh, I'm just in the hotel. Yeah, it looks right out over the water. It's beautiful. And how the deal is taking longer than he thought and all this. And he just has normal dad on a business trip conversation.
0: Yeah, it's kind of chilling because you see – and you know that there's some serial killers that successfully had families and stuff like that. So it's chilling to see the persona that he has when he's on the phone with his wife versus what we know him to truly be is this monster. And that's scary that people can pass in that way.
1: Yeah, and especially since we – you know, he he goes into – the conversation about how his daughter might be you know lactose intolerant because he's talking about like well don't give her milk again until we know for sure and then he's talking to his kids so it's like he has real life family you know things that he's taking care of and is concerned about and all that while at the same time he thinks he's got a woman trapped in his basement right,
0: right. and clearly this is a system that he's perfected with these business trips right
1: yeah Ugh. So, the man goes into another room, and this is when Jessica makes her break for it into the woods, and the man is close behind, and then fucking foot horror.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I forgot. Stick
1: goes right into her foot. It and, I mean, does. the effect is really good. It sure is. It re- looks real.
2: Yeah. It looks real. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I swear so, I'm not doing this on purpose. I don't think I even was aware because I'm not super foot sensitive in the same way. I don't think I was aware of how much foot horror is a part of horror.
1: Yeah, it it's a lot. It, yeah. I only know this because I'm hyper aware. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's a vulnerability thing. Yeah, you know, so that's why it
0: comes up so much, mm-hmm. and also
1: I'm hyper aware of. The feet, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
0: it's like me. Anytime a pet is on screen, I'm like God.
1: Oh. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs>
1: so Jessica is now injured and limping through the woods, pursued by the man, and they make it to the river where she jumps in and floats away. End of chapter 2.
0: Yeah. I was very proud of her for jumping into the water. Yeah. Line. And also that shot was kind of amazing. Like, oh, it's some a great some, shot. some I think it's a drone shot that's that's doing it, but it appears that there is an actual stunt performer in that water.
1: Oh yeah, no. I yeah. I think it was.
0: And it, that feels incredibly dangerous. It's yeah. kind of amazing <laughs> that they got that shot.
1: Especially since there's one point where the, the stunt actor goes fully submerged in yeah. a in a white rapid. Yeah. It wasn't even like, oh they went under, but it was because of a rapid they went under and I was yes. like
0: Oh, shit. You just see their arms flailing around. I was just like, I think that's a real human in that water. I think so. I think it was. It's an incredible shot. It's effective. Yeah. Yeah, It was good. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Where were we? Where were we? We
1: were on chapter three, the
0: rain. Oh, right. Okay.
1: So Jess makes it out of the river, stumbling through the woods, horrifically injured foot. I'm super upset about it still. And she hears someone coming so she hides behind a tree she's got her walking stick thing and she just assaults a poor hunter (laughs) (laughs) so she hits him with the big stick because she thinks he's the man and in doing so she a discovers he's not the man and also crushes his phone which you know would have been helpful in the moment but you know and I felt so bad both times I watched this movie Robert is the one that I felt really bad for because this poor guy also I questioned this and the lover and I ended up having a discussion over this. I was like, isn't it one of the key rules of going out into the woods, especially with firearms that you don't go alone. I feel like it's one of those things, but I don't know. I don't hunt. I know some people hunt alone. (sighs) Yeah. Some people
0: do. It's a bad idea, but some people definitely do.
1: It does seem like one of those things that safety rules dictate. You bring someone with you, but whatever. So he's out hunting alone, finds Jess and takes her back to his car where he lets her wear one of his a pair of his wife's hiking boots and it he gives her like a dope ass sandwich right thing sounded so good it Sounded
0: so good i mean i can't goat have cheese it and I'm, honey i can't have oh. honey but god damn oh, it right. sounded good i wish i could because i would 100 percent make myself a goat cheese and honey sandwich oh but it sounds, sounds so good I wonder if oh I what if you food.
1: could substitute with like do you like pears make-
0: well, I was thinking maybe a maple. Ooh, yeah. Would probably be good.
2: Google.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I just love goat cheese so much that yes. any vehicle to get the goat cheese into, my person, I'll take. But goat cheese and honey sounds really good.
0: Sounds fucking killer, dude. Okay, so maple goat cheese is like a thing. So I oh what is this? Uh, Brie grilled cheese with maple caramelized <gasps> something. Onions. Oh, oh, my God. That sounds so good. Oh, my God. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds so good. I'm going to put a picture of this in. You know what? You live with a chef now. You need to make him make you this. Hold on. I'll just put the whole recipe in here.
1: Oh, and you know what he loves? The good grilled cheese.
0: Yeah. This looks fucking killer, dude. So
1: this is like a total side note and he's asleep. So I'm like not self-conscious telling the story. Did you happen to see my Instagram post about how I mentioned him that I like hot dogs and mac and cheese? So he made the fancy version. Yes, it looked delicious. It was
2: so good. It looked
0: so good. It was so good. You're going to be ruined. All of your very low-key eating is done.
1: I know. It's (laughs) over now.
0: Yeah, you're fancy now. Get over it. (laughs) Just deal with it.
1: We used just, like, the box craft mac and cheese. We didn't do fancy, like, noodles and sauce or whatever. And so he kept being like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, it's not the best and whatever. And I, my mind was blown by the whole scenario. But even just watching him make the box mac and cheese, I was like, oh, my God, you didn't measure the water or use a timer. He just knew. He just knew. He just knows how to
0: cook like that's amazing
1: i still have to measure water for box max and cheese to make sure i'm using enough water like that's how like
0: <laughs> and he's just like whatever i'm a chef and
1: yeah he was like no i can do it and then he was like well you know i kind of undercooked the noodles because i knew we were gonna bake them and whatever and i wanted them to soak up the whatever from the whatever and i was like oh my god
0: what <laughs> that's amazing let's finish this so i can yeah. eat <laughs> i'm already thinking about the spicy hummus that is in my fridge waiting oh. for me oh my god okay okay okay, yeah. okay. okay.
1: Okay, we're almost there. Okay. Jess and the hunters start to make their way out of the woods when and they you're come like, across.
0: Happy ending. Oh, wait a minute. We're only halfway through the movie. God yeah. damn it.
1: Well, honestly, I was sitting there like, okay, either the hunter's gonna get killed or he's in
0: on it. Right. Because
1: I was like, Pardon well, it was actually the lava who said it first where he was like, Oh, he's in on it for sure. And I was like, I don't know, I think it's gonna get killed. And then the longer we went, the more I was like Oh, maybe he's
2: in on it because there (laughs) were
1: there were like a few things where he just seemed to like oh well we gotta stop now and it's like uh oh yeah oh does he have a partner? Uh, he doesn't. But now he's
0: just a really nice kind of dumb man.
1: Yeah, right. Although there is a
0: a whisper of sexism in what happens next.
1: Yeah, a whisper. A whisper. As they're driving along, they come across a tree that's a felled tree that's been chopped down and so they have to stop and despite logic and the hunter telling her that she can't move it jess is trying to move it and you know and the the nice guy is just trying to help her but no one's moving a tree that big that's just not happening but as they're trying to move it the black suv pulls up and the man gets out pretending to be on the phone with this fake dialogue of oh i found her oh thank god like oh i'm so sorry to bother you again I'll get her back. You know, it's it's okay. I found her. And he claims this story where he claims to be Jessica's brother and that Jessica's husband killed herself recently and she's had a mental break and that she keeps, you know, she has these triggers that cause her to run off and have these episodes. And the hunter kind of seems to believe him.
0: Yeah, he's not sure. Here she is with a black eye. She's obviously been punched in the face. And he's like, oh, uh, we got a situation here. Because there's some part of him, like, this man is convincing him that this woman is crazy. And he's not totally sure which of those things. He can't quite logic his way through the obvious fact that this guy is a psycho. Well, that, and it's like,
1: even if this were true, right? Even if this were true that this is a woman who's suffering a mental breakdown, she still has a fucking black eye. Yes. You know? Yes. She still has a bloody lip. She still has obviously been punched by someone. You know that is still a okay whether or not i believe you is not relevant right now because this woman has obviously been punched so Mm -hmm. i'm you know i mean i know he can't call the cops because she smashed his phone but you know like you don't just release her back to this person who's shown up out of nowhere and told you a story that you can't verify you're still looking at a person who's been beaten you know yeah so but he kind of almost halfway does and jessica's you know trying to tell him He's not her brother, and to ask for his phone and to call nine one one, which the hunter does try to do. He asks for the man's phone. The man starts to hand it to him, and then assaults him and kills him. Which, unfortunately, we saw coming because I was like, either he's going to get murdered or he's going to be in on it. And then when he's like, oh, he's not in on it,
0: murdered. Yep. So, this actor I never trust because he was the creepy psychiatrist that ran the hospital that Hannibal Lecter was in in Silence of the Lambs. So, whenever I see this actor, I'm like, nope, don't trust him, don't (laughs) trust him, don't trust him.
1: (laughs) And then he threw you for a loop and was actually uh, dumb but well meaning.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, the man kills the hunter and just runs off into the woods. And then we get to chapter four the night. So, this is. Where Jessica's hiding in the cave, it's raining, the man is hunting her. I actually really like the shot where she's submerged in the puddle, you know, kind of hiding in the yeah. bushes. I thought that was very cool. And she's hiding there, and this is the second, What? well, I mean, this is the second major point in this movie where I was really proud of her and her decision making. Because the man now has the hunter's gun, and he sets it on the ground, and he tells her it's loaded, and she has one minute if she wants to try to come grab it, and then he just horrifically taunts her Mm -hmm. says some horrible fucked up shit about how people who kill themselves show signs and she either didn't see them or ignored them or you must have you know and just some horrific psychological shit yeah that was just so difficult to listen to because i was like don't
0: do it don't do it don't do it stay strong
1: stay strong the whole time i was like stay in the puddle stay in the puddle stay in the puddle don't do it and she doesn't and i'm so glad that she doesn't this is also the part where the man delivers probably just because it's such a specific set of words that it's probably one of the most effective insults I've heard in a long time. But when he calls when he says, you delicious fucking bitch.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I'm. I'm gonna get you. You. Del- I'm gonna hunt you. I'm gonna find you. You delicious fucking bitch. <laughs> oh! oh, ah. Everything you need to know about him is in that sentence. Is
1: in that sentence. Like yes. he's
0: never met any meant anything more than when he says that.
1: Oh my god. Like I is so, oh effective as fuck. Yes. That is
0: Terrifying.
1: So good. So good because you're right. Like, it sums up. Everything about him. Yep. His mentality. and and, Oh, my God. It was so good. And it encapsulates
0: that very particular kind of fear, right? Yeah. The misogyny and the predatory nature of that statement could not be more succinctly put.
1: That and it shows that he's doing this because of a desire, and I think normally we associate Mm -hmm. that word with positive things, but this is such a dark, 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 evil desire. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Oh, Oh, it was so good. That line is... (laughs) (sighs) But then we get into our final chapter, the clearing. So Jessica successfully has evaded him through the night. I'm so glad she didn't get up and try to grab that gun because that was clearly a trap. And she wakes up in the woods. So uh, she's wandering through the woods, trying to find her way out, and she comes across the black SUV. And the man gets out, and he's trying to bury the hunter's body. And the first time I watched this movie, it was this point where I kind of realized the progression that Jessica's character had gone through. Because Mm -hmm. in the the beginning, she's scared, acting on impulse, and maybe not making the best decisions, but it's, you know, she's reactionary to -hmm. the things that are happening. And it's at this point that we're like, oh, she's no longer in an impulsive reactionary spot. No, it's now she's like, she's, she's been doing this for so many days at this point that it's less fear and more of how do I get out of this?
0: She's in full survivor girl mode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's Mm -hmm. left fear behind. And now it's just, how do I take care of business to get myself out of this? Because she sneaks around the side of the SUV and gets into the car thinking, you know, She's going to use the car to get away. Unfortunately, the keys are not in there, but she does find his cell phone. And then as the man is getting back into the car, she slips into the back and manages to place a really quiet 911 call. Mm -hmm. You know, where she says, trace the call. I don't know logistically, realistically, how easy they would have been able to do that but, but whatever you, I'm willing, i mean i
0: um, mean you would try it though right like, right
1: <laughs> but i think you'd i but she hangs up the phone that's the thing is i'm mm-hmm. like you'd have to stay on the line long enough i think for them to be able to actually but i don't know who i don't knows? know that science who knows i'm willing to overlook it whatever but she she's trying to make a quiet phone call real and he hears her so he stops the car and then we get a in drive tussle
0: fucking killer dude i love it oh my god when she just like comes out the back with that tire iron Tire iron whack yeah yep the
1: knife comes into play so they struggle in the in the in the car while he's still driving and eventually the suv flips and jess is able to get out of the car though she's you know pretty pretty battered and i'm so glad she grabs that tire iron because she and doesn't know if he's alive.
0: that phone. <laughs> and the phone.
1: And that phone. And stumbles off into the woods. So Jess stumbles off into the clearing. She doesn't check for the man or, you know, whatever. But she grabs a and on the phone. She makes it to the clearing. The man follows her. And then she pulls. I did not see this move see, coming. This is what all. I love.
0: This is the scene. The thing stood out to me most weeks. me. I was like, one of two things are going to happen. That's all that could happen. There's a third option I did not see coming, right? and that is this phone call. (laughs) And I love, oh my, I did not see the phone call coming Mm -mm. at all, Mm -mm. and I love it Mm -mm.
2: so Mm -mm. much. Yes.
1: Jessica calls the man's fucking wife. (laughs) Amazing. So good, and delivers that message where she's like, my name is Jessica Swanson, and if you don't hear from me again, it's because your husband killed me. And
0: I love it. It's so good. It's It's so so good. good. And you see him as the walls between his two identities come crashing down. And he just goes into this comatose place. The sociopath has risen. The mask of the the husband, gone. The mask of the hunter, gone. He's just this empty monster. Yeah. It's really, I mean, I actually think that this actor is incredible.
1: Because you can see that realization of no matter how this ends, his his life is over. His life is ruined. Yeah. Because whether or not Jessica makes it out of this situation, his life is over. Yeah. With his family. And he just you says,
0: know? I have to take care of something. Like, no. Oh. Like,
1: oh, God.
2: Oh. oh, God.
1: So the man who now has a name, Sam, as his wife says over the phone, Sam and Jess fight. Ultimately, Jess overcomes him. And... They're lying in the mud, and Jess looks like an absolute demon, which yes. I loved the Such way they did a cool her
0: shot. Oh, and she has her... these huge eyes.
1: Yeah, and then just mud everywhere else, and these giant yeah. eyes. Yeah, and this was a really cool. I liked this effect how it went from heartbeats to the helicopter blades. The yes. sound effect it started out heartbeat, and then it just kind of started speeding up slowly until it was the helicopter blades. And then she rolls over, and the rescue helicopter is landing yeah to save her and then cut to black Yeah, and then this is where i had questions actually okay cut to black and then we just hear that same creaking sound of when she was in the basement and he was walking around above her oh i
0: don't think i noticed that
1: yeah so it cuts to black and then over black we just hear the sound that the same creaking sound that he made when he was walking around above her when she was trapped in the basement and then it's credits what yeah hold on
0: 2020 ending explained what? What? what 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 i mean i'm not seeing anything about
1: it see the only reason why i know that though is because i, had to I play believe it the subtit- you it's because i had to play the subtitles and so i cut to black and i was like oh that was good and then it just went parentheses creaking so i listened to it and it was the same creaking sound from when and i was like i don't know why that is in there i don't know if they're trying to imply that the rest of her escape was some sort of Ooh, i don't like that some sort of dream or something you know or some sort of fantasy she played out i don't think it necessarily was because there isn't a lot there to support that but it was just interesting to me that that little dose of ambiguity at the end yeah because we don't see her saved we don't see the helicopter landing the last shot we see is of her, and it was a heartbeat, is what it started out to be, and then it became a helicopter blade, which I thought was cool. And then the creaking happened, and then I was like, "Wait, what is that supposed to imply?" I'm like, I pulled the movie up. I'm like, <laughs> "What
0: is going on?" Subtitles. Okay, she's staring at him, looking like a demon, and she is kind of laying on her side. All right, she's looking up. The wind's blowing her hairs. Dramatic musical sting eerie creaking okay so i will okay that's interesting because the trees also make that noise i wonder if those are also calls callbacks that i missed there's points throughout the movie when we see the trees and they're creaking
1: yeah like oh that was a really cool shot too
0: where she was looking up at the trees and they were swaying over her so
1: i again i don't know what it means but it's got to be there for a reason
0: I want to, like, send an email to the director. (laughs) Be like, we are having a debate about the end of this movie, and we need you to answer. Is the creaking just a callback to the sounds of the trees? Or is it the sounds of him walking around above her, and this has all been in her head?
1: Because it also, it's the creaking without the helicopter blades. So, I don't know. I don't know what it means. But it was put there for a reason. You know? So, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> now I'm, I'm gonna seriously find an email contact for this director because i need an answer this is because to me it's this like triumphant ending and now i'm like oh god please don't tell me this is the end of the descent oh yeah <laughs> I, I can't have that <laughs> holy shit okay all right well question mark listeners I think, uh, in lieu of the director, what did you guys think? Did you catch this creaking thing? Is it a callback to the trees? Is it a callback to her still being in the basement?
1: Because either way, it kind of, to me, implies that she didn't make it. Because it's either the creaking of the trees and she's still in the woods, or it's the creaking of the floorboards and she's still in the basement. That's what it reads to me as. But, I mean, I'm not... I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. But that's What it feels like to me.
0: (laughs) I don't like it. I reject your reality. And and place my own instead. (laughs) All right. Okay. So overall. What did you think of this movie. That I made you watch twice.
1: Well I'll be honest. When I started the movie. I was kind of like okay. So it's this kind of movie Mm -hmm. but But it is
0: it is that kind of movie
1: but it definitely I mean it doesn't play out the way I was expecting it to Mm -hmm. and I liked a lot the progression of her character from a panicker to a fighter because it wasn't an unrealistic it wasn't like all of a sudden she's hot wiring cars and karate chopping him and kicking him in the neck you know it was realistic with the resources and the knowledge she had that she made that switch of Going from someone who's just reactionary to someone who's thinking things out and, you know. And I liked that a lot because I feel like that same sort of thing comes up in other movies, but it's done wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess not, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but, you know, either they go too far in the, like, and now she's a superhero yeah. kind of way. Yeah. And I like that it was still a realistic depiction of someone trying to get out who's now just thinking and, you know, plotting and things like that. I actually really liked it. Oh, good. And... Again, like as much as I started out kind of being like, okay, I've seen this before, I was invested. Halfway through, I realized I'm invested in seeing her right. succeed. I'm invested in finding out what happens next. And then the the way the the man, his character is written is just so so evil but not in an in your face like look at my skin suit it's
0: the mundanity of evil yeah Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. the
1: it's how easily this man blends into Mm -hmm. regular society that is horrifying because I think again, I think about that statistic all the time. Every time I am like Target or whatever, I am like, like, "Which one le- of y'all is the murderer?" I'm right? I am like, <laughs> at least one person in this building has murdered someone and gotten away with it. That's how I feel all the time. And so, I'm like, you know, so that's why this kind of stuff really freaks me out because I am like, I think about that all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I am glad you liked it because I, I it was one of those ones where like nobody I know has seen it. So I couldn't even bounce my feelings off of another human. And like I said at the beginning, I was really caught off guard by this movie, and I really liked it, and I felt like it held up. And I think it's elevated by the fact that both of the two leads are very very skilled performers. I think he brings a lot of nuance to this character that could just easily be a run-of-the-mill monster. And she also brings a ton of nuance to the survivor girl. There's a lot of Smart writing in the way that we get their her backstory. There's a lot of smart writing, and that we know without any exposition about who he is and his heart's desires and what his life is like. All of these things. The same with her. You know, we learn so much about who they are as people without any real exposition, which I think is very cleverly done. Yeah, and really I think well done. I. And I agree with you, what I like about her survival story is that she doesn't ever become a superhero. Even when we have these fight scenes between them, none of it is choreographed fight choreography. It's very fight to the death, dirty, desperate, just throw everything at it and hope some shit lands, and it does. And that, to me, feels very realistic. So I agree with your points of why this this worked. I just I also think that it had a lot of places where you think she'd go one way and she went the other. That I were clever, like getting in the back of the car, springing out and hitting him. The way that she got out of the basement at all, all of those things I thought were her using her intelligence and kind of surprising me sometimes. Okay. But she never makes decisions where you're like, you're a fucking idiot, don't right. do that. She is a smart character that makes it easier for you to root for her. And he is a monster that makes it really easy to root for her. So, yeah,
1: well, and you know, one of the scary things is even in the places, like I said, like it's easy to watch it and be like, no, don't do that. But there are things that I recognized in if I was in that situation, I would have reacted the same way she did.
0: There's a difference between don't do that and nobody would do that. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? And I think she, she makes some mistakes that are relatable mistakes. But right, for like, the most part, she's not a fucking dum dum, which is so no. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And because it, it
1: is a reality of maybe having a, a gut instinct of this person is danger, but being like, no, but that's paranoid. I'm yeah. gonna I'm not gonna be suspicious of this person because I have no reason to, other than the fact that my gut is telling me I should, maybe I'm being paranoid, you know? And because I'm always paranoid about everything, that's a constant thought I have about everything, where I'm like, maybe I'm just being paranoid, you know? But there are times when you're not being paranoid.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: There are times when you're picking up signals that you don't consciously realize you're picking up.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And you're making, you have feelings, and that's what those feelings are of, you've picked up subtle clues that you don't realize you're picking up, but that they are definitely reading to you as something. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I mean, she's... The character is living the thing that we're always constantly afraid is going to happen. She lives the outcome of those situations that we're constantly negotiating because we're afraid is going to occur. And I think there's some catharsis in seeing her overcome it, you know, hopefully creaking,
2: creaking. Uh, (laughs) The creaking.
0: (laughs) All right. So if you were going to revisit this film a third time and you were like, I need something to pair with my delicious cheese snack and movie. What would you be drinking?
1: So what I'm actually going with tonight is what I was actually drinking oh. the second time I watched this movie. Okay. I picked up a, a local store. a It's an Oregon brewery called Hopworks, but they make mm. a sour cherry beer.
2: Ooh. And it is super
1: good. But it is one of those things where it's, it's the cherry, but it's sour. You uh-huh.
0: know? And then
1: uh-huh. I poured it into a glass and it was that dark brown uh-huh. And I was not expecting it to be dark brown. Uh-huh. But it was like I dark thought it would be like
0: red or like... Yeah, yeah.
1: or kind of clearish or uh-huh. like, you know, a lighter. But it was a dark, dark brown. And so something about it... I don't know. Something about it just... I was sipping on that and watching this movie the second time and being like, yes, this is... I may have added a little bourbon to it. But, yeah. you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but something about that sour cherry just yeah. feels
0: on, on point for me. That, that sour taste you get in your mouth when some... Creepazoid is pushing your boundaries. That, and it's like, this is cherry. It's supposed to be sweet, but
1: something tells me it's not going to be.
0: I like (laughs) it. Very good. (laughs) Very, very good. Excellent. Okay, so we don't have any listener feedback this week, but if you want to drop us a line, you are always welcome to do so. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this, or whatever the case may be, you can do so. Or if you know what happened at the end of this movie, someone tell me. Uh, Someone watch
1: it and tell us what you think, because I am... Alarmed by the creaking, but torn by what I think it means.
0: Yeah, I would love. I'm team escape.
1: <laughs> I would love input. Maybe it was just a callback to the general setting of the woods. I don't know, but to me, it read as
0: mm. yeah. that doesn't
1: that didn't happen by accident.
0: Yeah. you can do so by emailing us at rachel at zombiegirls that's g r r l z dot com, or you can come hang out with us over on the Facebook group, or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at zg Podcast, plural. If you like the show, please do us a huge favor, make us feel real good, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're getting your pods. And if you're listening on Spotify, they now allow ratings, so be sure to go check us out there and leave us a five-star rating if you're nasty. And if you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight, because you've already watched this, check out our video on demand and streaming calendar. Uh, Like I said, this month is full of good, good, good stuff, Uh, so you're going to want to keep track of when all and, and where to find all that stuff. Okay, cool. So last but not least, if you want to support us, there are a couple of ways that you can do that. You can buy our sweet, sweet merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch. You know you want a t-shirt with me and Mars on it. You know it. It will look so good on you. And if you don't want to wear a shirt, buy a magnet. I don't know. It's cool. And then you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombiegirls where you get extended episodes. You can join our Discord. We've got a live show coming up this month you're not going to want to miss. And uh, a bunch of other really cool stuff we have planned coming this year for patrons. So, including a lot of video content. So, that's right. I'm getting over my camera shyness. It's happening. Slowly but surely. And with lots of drinking. (laughs) Like 2022. What else can you throw at us? Honestly, seriously. At this point, (laughs) what do I have left? If you're knock on wood, knock on wood, don't listen, universe. I was kidding. I was kidding. (laughs) I didn't mean it. I'm afraid of everything. (laughs) So that just leaves what we're going to be doing for the next episode. Mars, what are we doing on the next episode? We are going back to our first mini-season.
1: Yeah. We are watching all of the Hellraiser movies with the Here's Johnny guys. It's been so fun so far. I mean, every mini-season we do with them. I mean, we've done a couple of mini-seasons on their show. This is the first time we're doing one on ours.
0: Yeah. Mostly those just are torture some... Larry, but, you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: I mean... <laughs> business or pleasure really like who knows <laughs> uh, but we have embarked upon the hellraiser mini season yes. and yes. we are returning to that next time yes. with hellraiser 3, 3 hell on earth yes yep so this is my first watch of any hellraiser but i've never seen a single hell- hellraiser movie so <laughs> these have all
0: been my first watches just i just want to remind you that the first two are the ones that are considered good <laughs>
1: I am aware that that is what okay. has been said.
0: And uh, I'm, I just I'm... want to lower expectations to inf- increase the probability that perhaps you shall eke out some enjoyment. <laughs> I mean, we made it through the middle three Saw movies. Yes. That is a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> point. Excellent points are being made right now. <laughs> Ooh, Saw Ooh. Oh, God. that was a hardship that i lived through
1: people paid money for that did they
0: did yeah. they it did not look like they did
1: some amount of money was
0: paid for that. <laughs> yeah that movie is hot garbo but this, mm-hmm. and th- i will say even though i have not actually seen hell on earth since i was in high school so you know like last week because i'm very mm-hmm. young and cool no, I'm not a million years old, but <laughs> I remember there is a goofy enjoyment to it. Okay, but do not go in with the expectations you have from having seen the first and somewhat the second one, because <laughs> this is a new direction that we're going in. Okay, <laughs> this is where they're like, let's turn him into Freddy. Oh no! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna go some places with this with this franchise, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to go to them go to there I don't know anyway so yeah check that out two, and we'll be back in two weeks with our review of Hellraiser 3 hell on earth alright so unless you're sticking around for the extended episode where we're going to talk about people getting lost in the woods and uh, Mars is going to solve the mysteries that is it for us take us out Mars thanks
1: for listening next time we are watching Hellraiser 3 on I'm assuming Amazon Prime right I think so I mean, they've been on Amazon Prime. We're <laughs> going to go with Amazon Prime. They're somewhere. Find it. Watch it. We're going to talk about it. I'm scared.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening and to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for the show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode where we're going to talk about some people who probably should not have gone into the woods alone, and they have uh, left a my- mystery in their wake, and Mars is going to solve them definitively tonight. So no pressure. Oh, no. I
1: Definitely. Have had enough alcohol to do this. Well, yeah, let's
2: find out.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, what are your thoughts about going into the woods alone? Oh, anti, c- cunt, bad, <laughs> no, you are on a buddy platform s- of anti go in the
1: woods by yourself. <laughs> B- buddy system always, especially woods. Like yeah. I don't, and I get it. Like I get it there's some people that like it's like, in a you know, a semi spiritual ex- experience going into the woods alone yeah. and having that like just you and nature. And I'm not, you know, I get that. Yeah. But also, I am so paranoid that safety first is always at the forefront of my thoughts. Right. Like I. I barely I don't really I like <laughs> I'm one of those people who like if I send someone a text message. And I don't hear from them, like I don't get a response in the amount of time that is normal for them to respond. I'm like, Welp, they're dead. (laughs) Like I just like (laughs) That's how buddy system I am. Like I sent Hurley a text earlier today. Uh Uh-huh. And she usually responds to me within like three hours. Right. Because she's also working, you know?
2: Right. Rude. I didn't
1: hear from her until six PM and there was part of me that was like, Well, Hurley's dead that I should send someone to check on her. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so dark. (laughs) i know and then i got a
0: response where she just like picked up
1: the conversation like normal and i was like you do not understand
0: i think you need to just start type like texting ayd question mark (laughs) and so we'll just respond like even if we don't have time to like get into a full conversation we'll be like still alive
1: (laughs) i know or even like you today when i was like what time are we doing this oh i
0: i know i didn't mean to make you think i was dead i just was like deep in
1: hat shopping i'm sorry Oh, but that but the only reason why I didn't think you were is because I saw you, like, posting the pictures of the hat. So I was like, all right, she's not dead.
0: Okay, all right. We don't need to <laughs> Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I'm going to be better about responding now that I know that you're over there going, like, well, my friend is dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, dead. Yeah, I don't... I mean, if I... How long do you think you could survive alone in the woods? I feel like I would make it, like... Four to five minutes. How
1: about <laughs> you? <laughs> I really thought you were going to say days. And I was like, yeah, that's it's about right. <laughs>
0: no. I mean, like, I feel like I might make it, like, seriously overnight. But if they don't, if this if, I don't think I'm going to make it two darks. I got, like, one dark in me. Four, oh, see, I think I've got, like, four or
1: five.
0: Four or five. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because you'd have to, there's only, like, so many days before you run out like you can't go without food and water right yeah so is do you feel like you have the survival skills to procure those things in a way that it's not going to give you dysentery and or oh no
1: i 100 percent might get dysentery but i'll survive yeah i'll survive long enough to make it to a hospital to be like i'm gonna poop myself to death please help
2: oh god and
1: i'll probably be so delirious at that point that that's how i'd say it (laughs) (laughs) hello my name is myers i'm about to put myself to death please help fix me yeah
0: i mean i don't i don't i don't think i have the survival skills to last long like even aside from just like the basic hunting and gathering scenario like i don't i don't know how to make a shelter i don't know how to make a fire i don't know how to fend off like you know particularly aggressive raccoons (laughs) Um, (laughs) i would be in real serious trouble if i was lost in the woods
1: i mean just blend become one of them be
0: like i also am raccoon oh so it's like predator rules i just like get in the mud and then Mm -hmm. but then like try to like make raccoon eyes yeah and then i'm like i'm the latest trash panda to join the gang and i have i mean i have fingers and thumbs and all that jazz they might might accept me right oh my god That just reminded me of a story Ariel told in the zombie girls, that she got chased by a gang of raccoons. What? (laughs) She was going out for a walk with her dogs and she saw a cat that was really fat. She was like, that's a fat cat. I'm going to go take a picture of that cat. Oh, no. I'm going to send it to the zombie girls. (laughs) It was a raccoon and it had friends. And they oh. chased her like a block. Oh my God. <laughs> Apparently, raccoons run in gangs.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: I didn't this know is, this.
1: This is why assimilate. Like, if right. you are lost in the woods, I just gotta get of jumped
0: them. in. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. See, look, already, I'm upping my ability to survive in the woods to two days, now. <laughs> two whole darks. <laughs>